Face your situations. And now, now, it's the Mike Kelter Show. Nine oh one on the Mike Kelter Show. It's one oh two five the bone. Seven two seven five seven nine one oh two five or eight hundred seven seven one one oh two five. This weekend there's a lot of things for you to do, including going to my mother's house will be on Sunday. Oh nice. No, just kidding. Uh, there is a comedy, and that comedy is happening at the Sidesplitters Wesley Chapel. And Devin Siebold is going to be here. Devin is here with us. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Now, have you done the uh, Sidesplitters yeah. Wesley Chapel location? Yeah, I have. It's it's really different because, you know, at Sidesplitters in Wesley Chapel, it's in a movie theater. So right. you get the popcorn and the drinks, you know. And if you go to the real Sidesplitters, you get, you know, the popcorn <laughs> and the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the absolute truth. But they have... A dedicated bar set up for the mm-hmm. Size Players Theater, and they built the stage in there. So it's not just like a movie theater. It's it's actually really smart Legit. what they did. Yeah, and it, it's smart because people know that uh, not you know, especially after the pandemic, that these movie houses that had fifteen twenty screens are almost useless at this point. So instead right. of just folding it, they turned it into a bunch of other great things, including a side splitters, which is great for the people in Wesley Chapel and further north who don't want to travel and see, and they're bringing great shows in there. Yeah, and, and I always feel bad for the people that are skipping out of theaters, though, and are like, let's go into the next one, you know? Yeah. And they're like, what multiverse is this? You know, like... There's a lot of old people in there. Yeah. <laughs> but the weird thing is, I went in the wrong one, too. I did I did an hour of uh, sex jokes in front of Sonic the Hedgehog, too. <laughs> I was like, this Whoa. isn't my crowd. Wait a minute. <laughs> Now, uh, we've known you for years. Did you win the contest with Ralphie? Yeah, I was uh, the count to last comic standing. I went with Ralphie and um, uh, Bert. Oh, it was Ralphie and Bert. Yeah. And then Ralphie, Ralphie and I did a bunch of shows after that. He, he loved me and we, uh, got to go, you know, do, um, shows throughout Florida and stuff. He was, he was awesome, man. So, so this weekend, Bobby Kelly shot a special here and Mm -hmm. Jared Moore open for him and Jared won to go on the last cruise. And I, when Bobby said he was going to have Jared open for him, I was like, eh, he goes, well, you don't like him? I go, no, I do like him. I think he's really funny. I go, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I just figured it would be something a little bit more your style. And he was like, no, I want somebody opposite of me. Right. Which I think makes a lot of sense for you and Ralphie, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, both very funny, both different styles of comedy. So I guess I learned a little bit about that. But, uh, yeah, Ralphie loved to find good local comedians. And, and he really was a generous person as far as giving them an opportunity. Yeah. And promoting them. and mm-hmm. But he had to be funny. He didn't bring the stinky guys with him. No. And he, he was so nice because the first time I opened for him, uh, he found out I didn't have a hotel. And he bought it out of his own pocket. Yeah. And, and I was like, that. man. That, and it was a nice hotel, too. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, man. That was so nice of him. Yeah. He would do that to me. And after a while, I'd be like, Ralphie, I have money. I'm good. And he's like, nah, I got you. I, I got didn't. you. Plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. That's the thing. So that, so this is something we were talking about this morning. Let's start there. You were a, a teacher. Mm-hmm. How long were you teaching? 13 years. And did you, uh, I always say this all the time, teachers are the most unappreciated, underpaid people in, in the world. Yeah. Uh, we don't like our own kids. Now we're going to give you 30 of the ones we don't like, and it's your job to make them smart. Good yep. luck. I don't know why. I, I mean, I love kids, and I was, it was a time in my life where I thought I'd about wanting to be a teacher, and then I thought, no way, I'd strangle these kids. Mm-hmm. Now, what grades were you teaching? Uh, middle school and high school. I taught middle for three years, and then high school for uh, the, the remainder 11 years. Now, high school is where it gets tricky, because I feel like if I taught high school, 
and there was that really hot high school chick who was, you know, the slutty one that comes on to you, you I would be probably news. go to jail. Yeah, yeah I, I don't news. know if I'd be able to handle that. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be... Yeah, Carmen, I'm just being <laughs> honest with you. Yeah, I'm not saying I would go after the girl, mm-hmm. but if you get that one that just traps you in the in the book closet and she's like, I really want... Because really there, there are there yeah, are 18-year-olds yeah, in high school, right? Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 yeah. Turn it's Florida. There's 21-year-olds in high school. But, yeah, it was... It's, you know... I mean, I don't really... I feel weird commenting on that. I'm not that kind of person. And, yeah, I and like, I see... The weird thing is I started teaching when I was 21. And they had me teaching a remedial high school uh, reading course, which was uh, people who had failed the FCAT several times. Right. So I was teaching people that were 19 and 20. And oh, you were 21. And I was 21. Yeah. And so it was kind of a weird thing where I had to program myself, like, these are your children. Mm-hmm. You know, even though they weren't. I was like, these are your kids. And you need to honor them and respect them. So I took like a hardline stance on that right away. Yeah, you have and been. I had, you know, uh, students that would hit on me and I, I documented it. Oh, really? I'd send, yeah, I'd send screenshots because they'd, they'd find me on Twitter or whatever what and send a message. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billy and, loved you. Yeah, I had I had to send it. I, I would just send it straight to the office and be like, hey, just so you know, this one said this. You know, yeah, just because yeah. I didn't want anything coming yeah, back. Sure, you got to have that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I um, was a counselor for a summer program in high school when I was 19. Mm. And I, it's, it's, I, some of these kids were like my older than me, my age. And I remember one kid was like, I got tickets to go see Guns N' Roses and Metallica. Do you want to awesome. go? I was like, yeah, I do, but I can't do that. I can't get, yeah, <laughs> it's just weird. So you confiscated them, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can't have these. Right. Okay, so you were teaching where in the Orlando area? Uh, Polk County. Polk County. Yeah. All right. Oh, man, I totally would have hooked up with those girls. <laughs> uh, no, you're over there in Polk County, and now I remember having a conversation with you where things were really starting to take off for you with comedy, and you were leaving to go into these places, and I go, "Is this, that's so great that the school is cool with you, mm-hmm. that they let you go and do this, and you were like, no, they hate me. They Absolutely <laughs> hated me. Which also, by the way, um, my connection to Ralphie uh, helped me, by the way. My assistant principal was a big, huge Ralphie fan, yeah. and Ralphie was coming to Orlando. He's like, are you by chance going to be there? And I was like, yeah, I will. He's like, can you get tickets? I was like, yeah, I can. Uh-huh. And I was like, you want to meet him? And he's like, yeah, oh my gosh, that'd be great. And so he met Ralphie, and like, I got highly effective after that. <laughs> straight, straight, like, top tier, everything. And they were, I was like, I need a little more time off. They're like, to open for Ralphie? I'm like, sure. sure. Yeah. He passed away two months ago, and I'm like, yeah, you know, I just <laughs> got to keep going. Now, now, you, uh, when you go to them, what's it like when a teacher takes a day off? Like, you don't, you got to go and say, hey, these are my dates? So it used to be a lot easier. You would just go online and just click that you're going to be off. Oh, really? Up to an hour before the actual day started. That was really? crazy. Yeah. And were they just have another guy in the school? Uh, they had a, a revolving door of subs. They were ready yeah. to go. And now it's completely changed. I mean, now you got to get approval. You uh, got to make sure your class is split up. If they're, you know, because there's nobody there anymore. The substitutes have gone, but oh, they're, they're, they weren't yeah. paying them anything. So, didn't. so, okay. So you were taking off how many days a year, you think? Um, Probably about 15. Oh, that's not so bad. No. Well, we were paid 10 of them, so five were unpaid. All right. And so uh, then it had to be, like, really good gigs. Like, uh, for example, the Calta Cruz was <laughs> definitely unpaid. But I was like, you know what? I don't care. I'm posting my, my video from Cozumel. Have fun, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and it was a you know once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. I couldn't pass that up. No, no, yeah. for sure. 
Uh, and okay, so when uh, when did you start having success? So I started having success when I started doing the videos, which was probably about six years ago. And I had a few videos, teacher videos that got like a million views, and then some. Well, that's before TikTok, right? So what were yeah. you like an Instagram? Yeah, in, well, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Okay. Facebook was really good to me. I had like two hundred million views in my first few years of doing stuff on Facebook. Wow! And uh, people don't realize, but Facebook paid well and still pays well. On Can their you give views. me an idea? Because we always wonder about that. Like, what is what is well, like what are you what are you making off of your videos? So I've had months where I've made an upwards of twenty thousand, and then uh, typically it's right around seven to eight thousand. Uh, the reels bonuses is right. like really big right now, yeah. and you can make thirty five thousand on that Holy uh, a month. So yeah, it, it's legit. You know, I was listening when I was coming in, and you guys were like, you know, is he matching his teacher salary? And I'm like, <laughs> in a month, yeah, yeah nice, good for yeah. you. Yeah. yeah, and now Carmen, uh, are you hitting any of those bonuses yet? So I just started my. The end of this one will be um, the twenty sixth. So I don't know what I what I have, but I'm like not even close to the thousands yet. Wait, and what I do you need? What do you mean? You need a thousand videos? No, because oh. it's based on views. I think. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm guessing Devin. You know more than I do. I literally just started this, um, but it's based on views for right. all your videos. And so, like, I put up like 15 videos, but I don't even have like over a hundred thousand views. Yeah, you got you like, got to rack them up. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. have, but so basically, you just got to keep putting out more videos. Now, what are you doing to get your videos in front of everybody? Um, just posting, and I just, I just, and this is the thing. This is the hard part of being a comedian. I was a comedian first, and then I went into the social media. Right. Social media, it, its game is content creation endlessly, as much as possible, as quick as you can. And I have to like think about it. Yeah, I don't want to put out something that I look back and go, "Oh man, that was trash." Why did I do that? You know, I'm just playing into the system. I'm just doing. You know, they're they're sending me emails. You got to go with these trends i'm like why why yeah, why am i yeah. copying somebody else that's not that's right. not what comedy is you know so i got to come up with my own original stuff and it takes me longer but i put it out and i think it works better that way because it gets more views sure I, people are like man none of my videos are getting any views i say because you put out six an hour right. it, it, it's not quality you right. know so then i put out one every like two or three days and it'll get like you know 1.5 million and they're like how would you do that i'm like i thought about it yeah you know? <laughs> i thought about I it. looked at it like a normal perspective, right? So you're saying Carmen's doing too many videos? No, really... you need the more the merrier. And that like, if you're really trying to get those bonuses, you yeah. just got to keep kicking. Well, I do like one a day, but sometimes I'll skip a day if I don't see anything that I like to do. But I'm doing the remakes of things that are ever, like that are popular mm-hmm. because when I try to do original content, those are the ones that normally fall flat. All right, can I tell you where you win right now? No nudity. Take your shirt off and just eat cereal. Uh, yeah. Don't yeah. say anything. Just eat cereal with your shirt off. Bonus keep your, met. Keep your yeah. boobs down below the desks or the table so nobody sees them. Right. And just all you see is your shaky cleavage and you eating cereal. Yeah. It's so, got to be name brand cereal. Let's yeah, not try to. Okay. Something yeah. good. Something okay. good. Mm-hmm. I got gotcha. you. Tag them. Yeah. Yeah. Get on it. Uh, would you say crying? Yeah. Maybe crying. Yeah. A crying <laughs> video. I would watch that. You know. Okay. Uh, Devin Siebold is here. Devin is going to be at Sidesplitters in Wesley Chapel this weekend. When do we got? Friday and Saturday? Yeah, Friday and Saturday. Two shows Saturday. And you can still get your tickets the same spot, sidesplitterscomedy.com. Yep. Uh, and you are there with Kevin. Kevin, yep. Kevin and I, I know Kevin because he's my barista. <laughs> the the first stop before superstardom in comedy. Yeah, it Bar- is barista. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I always uh, I don't I know Kevin only from being a barista, so I don't even know that he's that funny. 
Uh, no, he's a funny dude. I'm sure he is. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I don't I don't even know him on that level yet. Yeah, he's been... Uh, I'm his first in a lot of things. He was the first weekend he ever hosted was for me and... Um, and K, uh, what is it? Um, the Rat. What's the guy's name? I forget the guy's name. Theo Vaughn. Yeah. yeah. And then, so the first weekend he hosted, and then first ever actual full feature was in Visani's opening for me. For you. And this is his first feature, full feature weekend opening for me. Wow. So This is good. I'm happy for you yeah. guys. I love to see uh, local guys, you know, here the scene that we have here has been pretty good over the years. Oh, Side Splitters has been amazing to me. They they started me. That was my first like paid hosting gigs, and right. I was hosting every weekend. Like as I was like calling them up, I'm like, dude, you need anybody? So I had you know Nick DiPaolo early on, and and Joe List, and and uh, uh, Maz Jobrani. I was hosting every weekend, just networking. Yeah. And all those guys. Then I opened for later or worked with later. You know, I wasn't going to let an opportunity go to waste. So how does that work? So you're you're uh, hosting at side splitters mm-hmm. and Maz Jabrani is like I gotta go from here to uh, Captain Brian's and down to West Palm Empire and then he's just like why don't you just come with me yeah it sometimes it's like that you kind of got to push him a little bit yeah, you know yeah, yeah. but it, it doesn't work as well if you're just meeting him there the one thing about side splitters that I was always smart about is I said hey why don't I, I drive him I'll oh, pick him up. Right, right. And so I would pick up Nick DiPaolo. We'd sit next to each other and just talk the whole time. And then afterwards, Nick's like, so uh, what, what do you want to do? Uh, you know, what do you, what's your plans? You know, and, and so it, it'd go from there to where I, I'd kind of network and, and work with them. And it was who, great. Who was kind of a dick? Um, man, uh, Rocky Laporte. Really? Yeah. yeah. He, he, you know, and he, he, uh, I messaged him on Twitter and he was kind of new to all that tech. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can I sell merch? You're an older guy. Yeah. I said, can I sell merch at your show? Just asking ahead of time so I don't bring it. I said, just trying to, you know, I was being nice. Right. And, um, then we, we, he goes, yeah, sure. And we get to the club and he goes, you know, I, I really didn't like what you did there. And I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you, you messaged me, uh, and everybody can see that. And of course I can't say no. I said, uh, I said, no, it was a direct message. message. Uh, I said, it wasn't public. And he's man. like, oh, really? Really? So nobody can see that. I said, no, nobody can see that. And he goes, all right, all right. So we were sat up next to each other, and I'm selling merch. He's selling merch. I sold, uh, like, slightly more merch than him. Right. The next show, uh, they came to me, and they're like, hey, uh, Rocky wants you to sit outside. It was with, July. With it was July. And I was outside in the sun just baking and it, but wait more more sales <laughs> oh yeah people were coming outside and i was sweating and they're like oh man they put you out here i'm like yeah the headliner was like dude just go out and, and they're like oh man we got you we oh, got you really? so yeah but he was not nice to me at all that weekend i i always hear a lot of headlines that's the number one thing the headliners complain about is that the uh the middle guy wants to sell merch yeah and they feel bad saying no but they don't want you to take that 20 dollars away from them right right but you guys got to survive too oh yeah we have to yeah, especially you're not early getting, on yeah but you're not getting yeah no, i'm saying early on you're not getting as much for the show mm-hmm. so uh, yeah that's really weird yep ralphie was great like that because ralphie would just let the middle guy sell his merch yeah and he didn't even know how much was sold so you mm-hmm. could just rip ralphie off if you Wait. wanted to dude i like gary cannon i'm sure used to do uh, i was working with jay and silent bob one time mm-hmm. and um kevin goes can you sell my shirts outside real quick and this is before the show right i said yeah i'll sell them had a giant box i walked out there it was sold out in like six minutes wow and i said i said dude i said you made like 20 grand in Mm. six minutes and i said i want the power that you have i said because i had a man that was 
probably a 4X that walked up and goes, what do you have? And I said, I have a small left. And he goes, I'll take it. <laughs> and I was like, why? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're never going to fit in this shirt, bro. But he just wanted a shirt with his name on it. And I was wow. like, that's that's a different level. And does he cut you a good, a good thing, he, Kevin he, Smith? Right, he handed me $500 cash right there. I was oh, like, thanks, man. It, in like two minutes of work. Does he, don't you love a guy like him? Oh, yeah. He was amazing. He's great. Yeah, he was he was stellar. He's great, and he's another one that's generous. I think these people who remember what it was like to come up are, mm-hmm. they, are the ones who are you know still the, the generous ones. Oh yeah, there's there's real nice guys out there that'll that'll help you out and hook you up. And I've got great stories of those. Then there's the other ones that just don't want anything to do with you. The Ari Spears of the world's Ari Spears. Mm-hmm. Why I, I love the I love that you've named two names so far. <laughs> yeah, Ari Spears. Mm-hmm. Does not want anything to do with you. He's better than you. Is he that doesn't right? want anything to do with anybody. Right. I watched him, by the way, get his ass kicked right in front of me. By who? Twice. By, by who? The way. It was at the Orlando Improv. Right. And um, he was mocking this guy. Uh, but this guy he was Green Mile. Straight up, like, huge. Right. In, like, a denim vest with cut-off sleeves. <laughs> arms jacked. Uh, and Aries is ripping him. And the guy leaves and goes, I'll see you after the show. And I was like, oh, man. Oh, and, and Aries, we start walking out. He's got his DVDs in his hand. And uh, all of a sudden, he just gets tackled right in front of me and just pummeled. From Green Mile. Um, yeah, the guy from Green Mile was just destroying this man. So anyways, uh, I pick him up, and, and we, get, we get this guy off of him, and there's the mall cops there. You right. know? And they, they kind of subdue him. And Aries gets up. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, 25 years, I've never been attacked. He goes, uh, I just, I, I just got to sell these DVDs, man. I got to sell these DVDs. <laughs> and so we go to the table. And we're selling the DVDs, and the door opens behind me. And I was like, that's weird, because yeah. that's not a door you would come in. Right. I turn around. All the mall cops are on the ground. He took them out. Oh. He, like tackles, the yep, he tackles Airy Spears into the table. Oh DVDs go flying straight like Jeff Hardy split down the right. middle. I'm thinking I'm about to be on TMZ. This is my first yeah. TV credit. I'm trying to pull the guy off. I, it's not budging. This guy's massive. The real cops arrive uh-huh. and tase the dude and give him a, what a handcuff. What was he saying so bad about this guy? The guy to beat him up. Just making fun of him. He rips into the crowd a lot. And and, uh, he did not like that. And he was with his girl at the time. And that's kind of like the, you know, guys can take it. But when they're with the girl, it's a pride thing. That was that was the fastest Aries Spears DVDs ever moved. (laughs) (laughs) It was. It was. Uh, Bobby Jewell made fun of me when I was, uh, when I was dating my wife. We Mm. went to the show. I got great seats, right? Like in the second row. And then the Bobby Jewell came out and uh, he gave me a shout out. I'm like, that's right, I'm cool. And then he just slammed me, and I was like, ooh, really? But I thought it was great. Like, yeah, I, I didn't get mad at it. I was like, oh, oh people me. love it. You yeah, know? I mean, like that's just it's what you know. You know, you want the unexpected. Mm-hmm. So okay, so uh, so they tase Green Mile, and then uh, and then Aaron Spears, we've we've had him on the show before. Mm-hmm. He, we found out, um, as a grown adult man, could not throw a baseball. Oh, really? <laughs> he is the worst. So we were doing a thing where, I think it might have been Jabba Chamberlain from the Yankees, mm-hmm. was throwing balls at Spanish, was throwing uh, fastballs at Spanish, trying to break plates that we taped to him. <laughs> and then Ari Spears was on the show that day, and he tried to take a shot at it and could not throw a baseball. You to, so you know he can't fight if he can't throw a baseball. You had to switch over to the pl- the paper plates, you know, yeah. for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's funny. I he, didn't know that. He was awful. But he also, 
he can't take a joke either because wasn't it Ari Spears who went after Paul Casanova one time? Yep, and he he's one of those that loves it on the stage when he's in control, but right. when he's not in control, it's not a fun thing to, oh, to interact with it. him. I love it. I think that's <laughs> great. Uh, so, all right, put Ari Spears in the uh, in the category of uh, Rocky Laporte and mm-hmm. others. That's so funny. Yeah, uh, Devin Seabold is here. Devin is going to be at Side Splitters in Wesley Chapel this weekend uh, doing his comedy live on stage. Now, how long has it been since you've uh, taught? Um, I, I finished teaching in 2021, January. So you're done for... Yeah, I'm done. Hopefully good. Yep. And, uh, and what is the plan? Like, what do you want... What would be the best thing for you? So the, the crazy thing is, is that, um, I, I was actually thankful for the kind of, uh, shutdown with COVID because it opened my eyes. So yeah. I was doing straight up stand up comedy and I was like, okay, I'm going to leave and do stand up. But now, like let you me, said... Let me interrupt you real quick. When you were doing during COVID, were you teaching from home, teaching yeah. from school? Teaching from home. Teaching from home to kids that were home yeah how awful was that yeah, right it was yeah uh, but uh so right before covid i went on tour in australia with this other teacher comic uh-huh. and but i didn't make much money you know and and i was coming back and i was like you know what i've got some heat maybe i need to just go for it and throw throw everything into the deep end and just try yeah and i did and then covid hit and i had no backup income oh. no revenue uh, all of my speaking gigs everything i had i had just signed a contract with premier speakers bureau to be a speaker at school Mm-hmm. All of it went away, and that is so miserable. I was like, you know what? From going from hopes to and dreams to nothing, I started putting my eggs in different baskets. So I wrote the kids' book, A Teacher in the Wild. Uh-huh. I started doing videos online that were monetized. How can I monetize this? I started really pushing uh, promotions on my podcast and getting sponsors. Uh, started doing speaking engagements, booking other things. I arranged the tour with board teachers that were doing, you know, across the nation. So desperation's good. Yeah, I mean, man. It forces I, you to work. Yeah, I, but I put eggs in different baskets. Right. So I went from literally nothing to last year making like over 200000 Good for and, you. And really pushing it this year, seeking to double that through yeah. through the tour that we're doing and all the additional revenue from outside sources. And, you know, now it's like, all right, if COVID happened, you know, if we shut down again, I got this. Yeah. And, and if we don't do this, then I got that and if the, this dries up i got that and so it was just kind of yeah making it work that was the main thing was it widened my safety net i was like i really gotta not yeah. not be a man on a wire out there i that's gotta what, figure it out that's what uh bobby kelly and i started doing the calton kelly podcast during the pandemic because those guys couldn't go out and work they yeah. didn't do anything and then we were able to get every great comedian on the show because they were doing nothing they mm-hmm. were just sending david tell was sitting home in his apartment you know uh, so that's real. That's great that you were able to turn that into something uh, huge. And yeah. Now, now you're full forward, man. Yeah. Now I'm. I'm. I'm not. Now I'm headlining the board teacher store, which I. So we we're doing like the AT and T Center. We're doing like all these big, massive, like opera house venues and, wow. and five thousand seaters and everything selling out. And we're doing that all across the nation. Now I started to ask you before we went on the air about uh, doing an amphitheater and yeah. Mulaney being at the amphitheater. How hard is that to do? So I did an amphitheater one time. I would never ever option. I would like never choose to do that right. ever again. I opened for Peter Cetera <laughs> at the Pompano Beach Amphitheater, uh, and and is that packed? Did people come see Peter? Cetera? It was packed. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it was a Groupon, but it was packed. <laughs> and uh, so I opened for Peter Cetera, and the guy. Oh, it was a nightmare gig because it, uh, a it was right about getting ready to rain. Yeah, and at an amphitheater, people are on edge. The guy sound guy goes, "Hey man, what do you want to bring out to?" And I said, "Anything, man." I said, "Just something upbeat." And he goes what are you doing? I was like, I'm just a comedian. He goes, oh, I got you. So 
The lights go out. <laughs> lights are on. All of a sudden, I hear... Looney Tunes. The Looney Tunes theme song. And the the spotlight starts doing the figure eight. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not what I wanted. So I go out on stage. Did you have your rainbow suspenders on? Yeah, I did. And I go out on stage, and there's, like, straight lights. And I start speaking in the microphone. I don't hear myself. I don't hear anything. There's no, I don't get the luxury of the monitor on the stage. I can't hear anything. Luckily, I could see a little bit to the left. There was like this little dark patch that there was like four or five people in, and I could see them laughing. And I was like, okay, yeah, Yeah, they can hear me. I'm good. And for 30 minutes, it was me talking into a microphone with no feedback. Amphitheater was just laughs going all over the place, not to me at all. The sound in there was just absolutely atrocious. It was 30 minutes of talking to myself. Oh, that's that's got to be crazy. Oh, it was crazy. 30 minutes. Yeah, straight 30 minutes. Holy beginning cow. To end. And, man, I had to end right. I couldn't go short, couldn't go long, and I was I was super pro about that. Yeah. And, yeah, but it was 30 minutes, and uh, then, you know, Peter came out and knocked him dead with the Karate Kid theme song. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was his big hit, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. the big one. He, he did a Chicago song, of course, sure, too. But, but, yeah. That was That's his song. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, oh, wow, I can't. I, I'm, I want to go see Mulaney on Sunday, and I can and Burr is playing out there as well. I just got to think that that's got to be miserable. For I imagine all of them. adding in the heat on that's top of saying. it would just. I ugh. text my guy who works in the amphitheater and I said, Bill Burr in the amphitheater in May on a whatever night it was. I'm like, awful. And he goes, almost sold out. And I went, you got to be kidding me. He goes, almost sold out. Yeah. I mean, Burr is going on his name, uh, you know, on his comedy, obviously, mm-hmm. uh, to sell out. <clears throat> People want to see him no matter where he's playing. But, man, I love Mulaney, but that's a tough... I don't know the lure of that place, because I, I, there's so many great acts that go to that amphitheater. And yeah. I, I, I've seen a bunch of acts there, but I'm always miserable when I go. Like, it seems very hot. And, and you know, you're like, man, there's no other, like, nearby theater, or right. they couldn't do Amelie, you know? like, well, And I th- think Burr could do Amelie. I think he could oh, sell that out. I think so now, too, yeah. Um, so, so the deal is now is that, you know, they put these... these Concerts and, and comedians up for bid, and the Hard Rock's stealing them all. Uh, Hard Rock's like, we got all the money in the world, and we've got our own venue now. Mm-hmm. So, and they're like, even though we're half the size, we'll pay double the money, and that's where we're getting all these great acts. I wanted to see Limp Biscuit so bad. It was great. Can I tell you, I, I saw them at 98 Rock Fest years ago, uh-huh. and I lost my mind. I was punching children. <laughs> I, I, love, I love Limp Biscuit, and really, I'm unashamed. Show, yeah. Every song, man, I'm into it. And I think you and Gio, yeah, just became media, best yeah. friends. I love them. And and I was so mad. My buddy sent me a video, and I was like, dude, that place is small. Yeah. It, yeah, it yeah. was very intimate, and mm-hmm. it's... Uh, it's nice, like it's perfect to see a show, and I think uh, I think Schumer's playing there soon. Wow, but they're doing comedy there, and uh, we we I didn't know what to expect with Limp Bizkit. I know the music, so I'm like, all right, it's got to mm-hmm. be at least. They were so much fun. They were oh, into great. it. Like it, they were making fun of themselves. It was just a really, it was a good time. You know, it's it's better than their old venue. Do you remember that old little like uh, the the Hard Rock Cafe? Oh yeah, there? we played there a bunch. You played there. Yeah. So I saw Seven Mary Three there, and it was me and literally <laughs> seven and three other people. Uh, <laughs> like it was just really like twelve of us, and we were watching Seven Mary Three. And I I, I love some of their songs, and they were right. fantastic live. But it was not a, a really great venue. I'm glad they have the new one. So we decided to go. See Seven Mary Three one time. This is probably about twelve years ago, mm-hmm. 
they were playing at Bourbon Street in Newport Ritchie, which is an old rock club that they had there. And now you got it's taking us to go to Newport Ritchie mm. to see a band, and we're like, that's we like the band. That's what we want to do. Right. And we went out there, and we waited for the band to come on, and they came on, and they refused to turn on the lights. What? They wouldn't. They didn't want the lights on, so we really were watching Shadows sing songs. <laughs> and I went over to the... I got mad. I went over to the guy, and I go, put the goddamn lights on. He goes, they don't want me to turn the lights on. I go, put the goddamn lights on. We can't... The guy put the lights on, and the guy in the band yelled at him. He goes, turn those goddamn lights off. And they're like, you don't need to see us. We're just here to play the music, enjoy the music. And we were like, this is the worst thing ever. That, and we left. That's because they're old and had cataract surgery yeah. right before that. <laughs> Blinding them. Yeah. It was, that made me so mad. We got on the air, and we called their manager on the air on that Monday and just ripped them. We were so pissed off because we really wanted to see them. We liked the band. Mm-hmm. And, but who wants to go? If we want to go see in the dark, I might as well just listen to the CD. Right. Was, it's kind of like Tool. You love seeing Tool. I love seeing Tool live. But Maynard in the back, in yeah. the shadow. You're like that. Couldn't that could not? It doesn't have to be man. It could be anybody. You know, you want him up front, and you get that it's just style. Everybody's oh, that's that's the lure of Tool. I'm like, nah. I kind of want the lights on. I want to see it. You know, you go to Pearl Jam, and Eddie's out there. All right, turn all the lights on and tape everything, and let's pass the wine bottle around and have a good time. It's a big difference. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to punch those guys one day. <laughs> if that lives with me, I'm going to get him one day. Yeah. All right, let's plug this gig. Go see Devin. He is going to be at Side Splitters with Kevin, uh, Kevin Taylor, and Devin Siebold, uh Going to be at the Side Splitters in Wesley Chapel. Now, I want to point out: if you're in Tampa, this isn't like an hour drive. This no. is right off of 75. Up in, uh, uh, you get off at, at State Road 54, I think it is up there. Mm-hmm. And it's it's right there. I mean, it's easy to get to. It's uh, it's coming from either way, and uh, it's worth it. Very funny comedian, longtime friend of the show, and uh, I hope this is huge. I want to keep this thing going in Wesley Chapel. I want I want him to grow. I think BT is really smart in what he's doing mm-hmm. uh, to help uh, grow the community, uh, the comedy community here in Tampa. Is Stellar. good for the comedians and it's good for the for the people of Tampa. You know, absolutely. Give them some options. How many times do you have? Three different uh, cities doing three different comedians at the same time. And he's not throwing junk comics no. out there. That's the thing is you would think, oh, he's got a second room. It's got the second-rate comics. And you're looking at the lineup going, oh, man, that guy's the headliner all over. He, yeah. he does this. He does that. It's, it's fantastic. It really is. And it's an opportunity where if you have something booked on a weekend, but there is another guy who happens to be coming through town, you can still get them both. You can still oh, get yeah. options. And, and Lord knows... The town needs more Joselito. Joselito is a Mexican. Joselito could do both shows at the same time. It's just a puppet. (laughs) Joselito is a Mexican puppet, and every time he comes, comes like every three months, sells out all the time. Sells it out instantly. Good for him. Uh, Devin, great to see you. You want to plug any uh, social media or anything? Uh, just DevinComedy.com. I got all my socials. I do have a book called Teacher in the Wild. It's an elementary school level book, and it's about seeing your teacher out in public, how weird that is. <laughs> and, um, that's a pretty yeah. That's it, a it's, pretty, it's a funny book, man. Yeah. People love it. It's on Amazon and all that other good stuff. So. So do schools embrace it? They embrace the heck out of it. I bet. Dude, my, I thought maybe I'd sell a thousand copies, and it's just gone insane. Good for you, yep. man. That's so awesome. All right, well, good. Good luck this weekend at Wesley Chapel. Get your tickets at SidesplittersComedy.com. We'll take a quick break. It's the Mike Caldas Show. This is 1025 The Bone.